How are you, Raiders family? It's Berkey, and welcome to round three. Sorry I missed last week, guys. I just had a few things I had to take care of over the weekend and couldn't didn't get a chance to uh, lock in with my round two. Um, but this is Berkey's top 10 for those who have not joined before, uh, where we do a deep dive preview into the Canberra Raiders games in the NRL 2022 season. Guys, last week was a train wreck. Um, probably not best to dwell on it. Uh, I think everything has been said that needs to be said. Um, sometimes it's best to say nothing at all um, and just let silence take over as to how bad it was. But it was very, it was it was ordinary. The good thing about rugby league guys is always next week, and we're at next week. We're at round three. Um, but look, I don't think we could play as badly again as we did. Look, going to Tansville in really any time, but particularly still in summer, um, is a tough gig. So, you know, 24 degrees, 75, 80% humidity, not using it as, 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 as an excuse, um, but it does have an impact where your body's not used to that type of thing. But thankfully this week we're back at home in Canberra um, and against the Gold Coast who are used to the heat uh, and coming to hopefully a very, very mild Canberra evening on Saturday night. So look, let's dive into the top 10, shall we? Um, Looking at the Gold Coast side, I think they're going to be bullies. Looking at their forward pack, uh, I think they're going to really try and run roughshod over our forward pack pretty early with some of their big hitters, Mo Fodawaka, Isaac Liu, Fafida, and Big Tino, and Bo for more. Then bringing a bench on the forwards of Sam Lasoni, Jermaine Jolliffe, and Kevin Proctor. Looking at that side, looking at that bench, I think we can all maybe see where the Titans are wanting to play us. It's through the middle. They want to try and get some really quick play the ball. Uh, they want to try and win that yardage. They want to try and uh, win win the ground off us and try and give the likes of Brimson and Campbell space to move by winning the ruck area and really trying to work us over in the forwards. So we have to really be up in their face. I'll come to that later on, but I think that's where the Titans are really going to try and play us is through the middle um, and just try and bully us early um, to steamroll us out of the way. So once they try and win that battle, they're, 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 they'll then try and look at Brimson, who's very quick on his feet. Not a noted 5'8", more a noted fullback. Gone to the halves now, but he can really cause some carnage in and around the ruck, particularly if our markers are lazy. So if we don't win that middle, if we're not on our feet before the play the ball, then that's what I'll really look at Brimson to look at some gaps around the ruck. So if our markers are lazy coming across and they throw a wide ball to Brimson, he's going to try and get inside our, our, our edges um, and try and turn our outside backs around with his speed. So we've really got to be onto that. We've really got to keep the straight line and we've really got to be desperate to nullify his time with the ball. But he's certainly going to be their linchpin. Him, and to a lesser extent, Jaden Campbell back the back, slippery character, but he'll try and get offloads. So particularly with Campbell, he's an offload feeder. Uh, so, you know, the likes of Tino, Fafita, who I'll come to shortly, those types of guys, Campbell will certainly try and sniff around to get an offload and keep that momentum going forward. So we've got to try and stop that as well as we can. Fafita's the third one. So he's going to be playing right edge. That's going to be their main port of attack, particularly late in the halves. Early on, I don't see them swinging the ball incredibly wide. 
but as the as as the halves draw near at the 25 30 35 minute mark i can really see the titans trying to exploit so fafita will play right edge for titans which is our left edge so the likes of jack um cory harawira um probably uh chris uh, sebastian chris will be, no uh, uh, maybe raps so we really got to be on a medal the big thing with fafita you can't give him momentum, so you've got to get right up in his face before he has a chance to use his fend, use his bump. So if we can get that nullify for feed as a confidence player. So if we can get a couple of um, uh, errors early, we can certainly put him off his game if he gets a few errors, gives away a few penalties. Once again, we can't be swarming for feeder with four or five in the tackle. We've got to rely on two in the tackle. If we have three, four, or five, and he gets an offload, we have issues. So we just have to have the confidence and the communication that we can only have two in the tackle on him at any one stage. That's the time. That's where I think they'll probably play. Let's swing to us, shall we? Josh Hodgson. I've always loved Hodjo. I think when he came here in 2015, he just added some class and some polish that we were badly needed. It's a tragedy what's happened. We're probably not going to be in a chance either salary cap-wise or available um, personnel-wise to even replace him this year. Um, so what that means is the onus of our team has to fall onto other individuals. So the 17, 20, 25 in our squad, when they get their chance to play, they've got to lift 1%, 2%, 5% to dilute the impact that Hodjo has had on this side. We certainly are going to have to turn our attack on its head with the way we train pre-season. We don't have, now have our first-choice halfback and probably 50-50 our first-choice hooker, depending on how Ricky was going to play, Hodjo, with Tom coming off the bench. It's a massive blow. It's not insurmountable, but as I said, we are a team. One individual doesn't make a team, but we need to dilute the responsibility now to everyone in that starting 17 each week. So Hudson, Sebastian, Matt Tomoko, Jack, Brad Schneider, Semi, all those guys have to lift that one, two percent to take away the impact of Hotso's absence to really lift their own game and their own performance. I think our wedges are critical in this game again tonight. You're going to hear me ramp on a lot about our wedges this year in Corey and Hudson. But, you know, those guys are probably now leading edges in the competition. They need to play like it. As I said just before, these guys now need to lift their game even more. Corey signed a new three-year deal. This is fantastic news, as has Corey Horsburgh has signed a new two-year deal. Good news coming through the club. We're retaining most of our stars, so we need to build that as a foundation. But I think our wedges are really important against Fafita and both for more to really try and nullify those guys out of the game really ask them a lot of questions with their own defence and look for offloads. Win the middle. Last week, guys, I said during the match that we were going wide too early. We had not even won the forward battle down the middle where the Cowboys did play us and won that battle quite easily. We didn't play that game at all. We were trying to shift wide too early. We, we, we didn't suck any of the Cowboy defenders in at all. When you win the middle, you are getting your middle forwards tackling, but you're also getting interest from the edges coming in to help because you're getting momentum and yardage that the middlemen aren't able to contain. So when you're suddenly getting your the, the edges of an opposite to come in and tackle you, that's when you're winning the middle because a quick play of the ball and suddenly you have gaps either side wide of the ruck. We didn't do that last week and we paid it and, and we paid for it big time. So we have to win that middle tomorrow night, get their edges in, 
in to make tackles, and then we have the right to switch it wide. Once we do that, and if we do that, we'll go very close to winning this game. Number seven, having Raps back is huge for us. Whilst he's only playing on the wing, his momentum, his enthusiasm, his attitude, his experience, a big body bringing the ball back is really important as well. Um, and his match fit. He was close to the best player on the ground in the Indigenous game, in my opinion. Um, so I think, sorry, in the All-Star game, should I say. Uh, so I think having him back is, is just a huge bonus for our back line, um, you know, just in relation to having a person who knows our rhythm, who knows our structures and knows our systems to get back in that side really quick and help the likes of Tomoko, Velame and the like. Shans at number eight. Never had his best game last week, but in my opinion, it's it's going to take him five or six games to get back into his groove. Um, bulging disc, neck operation, out for eight or nine months, second game back in, slippery conditions in Townsville. It's a fullback's nightmare, Have sort of those types of games. You drop everything. When you're catching the ball, it suddenly looks like a marble instead of a football. So it's very hard if you make a few mistakes to try and get your confidence back. He tried his guts out like he always did, but guys, it's going to take a, it's going to take three, four, five weeks for Shans to find his feet. We know what he's capable of. We just need to be patient. I expect him. He's a fantastic player. He has great pride in his game um, and great pride in his jersey. I think he'll be back full tilt tomorrow night. Big thing we didn't do last week again was our kicking game and our field position. We gifted the Cowboys probably 18 points by by our own errors. And you'll hear me say it week in, week out. At this time of the year, it's critical that you have minimal errors, particularly at your end of the field. Tomorrow night, if we have a great kicking game and pin the Titans down in their corner instead of giving them the ball 20, 30 metres from our line, um, we're going to be in this game up to our armpits. But, so we've got to have a really good kicking game, kick to the corners and have solid field position. We need to make the Titans run 80, 90 metres each set of six. Handing the ball to them 30, 40 metres out, it's going to be the same story as last week. So that kicking game, I think with Snyder on one side as a right footer and Jack as a left footer, it'll dilute the pressure that Jack copped last week from the Cowboys really rushing him. So Schneider, to a lesser effect, Tommy, once again, unfortunately, Hodjo was a very, very, a very, very good kicker out of dummy half. Tommy, not as good. Good grubbers, but... He needs to develop his kicking game really quickly now, Tom. So we've got three options to kick the ball out of trouble and into those corners. But that's a critical part of our game tomorrow night. Guys, number 10, I've gone for Emre. Um, look, I just feel when you're looking at players from, say, 2019 to 2022, you need to see some improvement in their game, whether it's an offload, uh, a point of attack, tackling. I think Emre's just been a little bit stagnant with improvements in his game, and he really does have some errors that he gives away once or twice a week in key positions where we need stability and need to hold the ball. So he's got to really work on those little one percenters to make sure that he's not the one giving away stupid errors or silly penalties tomorrow night and make sure that he's very, very, very disciplined in his play. Um, we need our bench, Emre, um, uh, Emre, Matt Frawley, Adam Elliott and Corey Horse when they come on to really lift the rest of the side. The bench these days is critical and those guys need to lift and counteract the Titans bench and be more enthusiastic and offer more to the team. 
So, guys, that's it for my top 10 this week. Looking forward to tomorrow night. It's a must-win for us early in the year just to get our confidence back. We're at home. So, guys, as always, this is Berkey. Bleed green out.